2008, Facebook became immensely popular. And the then number one social media app, MySpace, went bust. Foursquare, the most sought-after local search and discovery app, went bust post-arrival of TripAdvisor and Yelp for almost the same reason. Too tough to use or too less a cost to switch to a better and easier competitor. Even in the learning domain, whenever we encounter something that doesn't concur with our sensibilities, we lose trust and interest. A good intuitive design helps us engage. A well-marked, highly accessible airport helps us savor the journey. Trousers with pockets for all genders is extremely desirable. User experience tend to matter the most in every aspect of life. Since there is so much focus on going digital with respect to learning, I thought it's better late than never to talk about user experience in learning design. Hence today, I invited my dear friend who has worked with a lot of industry giants and is known for producing good user experience. Welcome Ram. How does it feel to be on Thinking Aloud? It's a pleasure to be on this podcast. Thanks a lot, Avishek, for this opportunity. So this is a very important topic and design has got a lot to do in the learning space and the timing couldn't be any better. I'm looking forward for an amazing conversation today. So what is user experience and user-centered design with respect to the learning ecosystem? User experience in general is what users go through when they access what is available to them in the learning ecosystem. So it's basically the state of what they interact with and you know when they use the learning services or offerings that we give to them and how do they feel about it. So broadly that is what UX is all about. In, in that context when you want to talk about what is user-centered design. So design is broadly problem solving and making a learner's life better. When we say learning or the learning ecosystem what design is going to do is Basically, design is a capability that is uh, helping us provide a contextual and, and, and relevant and enriching learning experience. And in a very broad sense, design has got a bigger role to play. Right? While UX is what people go through. So, for example, uh, you use a physical product, digital product, a banking service, you, you could take anything. While design, in a very broader sense, deals with understanding our users and in, in, in our scenario it's got to be the learners the also people broader users in the learning ecosystem and you know going through to understand how is their life and what are their goals and motivations importantly what are their needs and what do we need to build for them design very importantly also looks at what are the journeys and possibilities right with which we can help our users achieve uh, their goals and make their life better so as you said it is important to understand the subtle difference between user experience and user-centered design. User experience is when and what users are interacting with and how do they feel about it. Design is all about problem solving and making users' life better. Having said that, how do we ensure all kinds of learner needs are satisfied? Because in the learning design, mostly the users are either the learner or the instructor. When we talk about ensuring that everybody's need is satisfied, right? Like you said, learners as well as instructors. 
the right point to start would be even before we build something and, and ensure that uh, their needs are met, it's very important to develop a deeper understanding of all our end users. Like you said, learners plus instructors, right? By that, what I'm trying to say is we need to really go deeper to understand their uh, life and their motivation and uh, you know their context of use of what we are offering them in terms of the learning. And uh, when it's about a learner, uh, what are their learning goals? And when it comes to an instructor, you know, how is their nature or, you know, their setup of how they deliver the courses? Developing an empathy of our end users, no matter who they are, learners or instructors, that's fundamental. And uh, what comes in handy again is going to be user research. Be it the learner or instructor, we need to employ the necessary user research techniques that generate the necessary insights for us to understand uh, their needs better. There are a lot of user research techniques, but it depends on what kind of, uh, you know, insight we want to develop about trying to understand their needs. Some I can name, for example, uh, contextual inquiry is one such technique where uh, you're trying to understand your end users in their uh, environment, right? So for example, let's uh, take a scenario where your target audience or your user is, is a learner who is part of uh, a power plant, right? A technician in a power plant or an engineer in a power plant. Now, it's very important to understand what is their context of use of the learning, right? Are they going to learn things? on a handheld device uh, while, uh, you know, in the power plant setup, or is that even advisable? Or is it going to be a, a safe safe space where the learning happens, right? For example, is the course getting delivered through through some digital medium like a computer or a, or a setup, you know, a little away from the uh, occupational zone? So these factors also play a role on what kind of learning experience we want to develop. To just summarize, I think uh, if we were to uh, cater to all of all of the kinds of users uh, that we're aiming for, where we need to start is go deeper to understand what their needs are and what their motivations are when it comes to learning. Understanding the context of use and its surrounding environment is very critical in order to design the right solution to cater to the need. So if that contextual research is done and learning is delivered, how do we actually make sure we measure the UX success. So when we say measurement, one piece of advice I would definitely give to a lot of teams, it's very important that we measure way early even before our solution goes live or uh, to put it very specific, it is never just after you hand over it to your learner. It's always important that we start measuring the experience even before uh, we start building and designing and launching products. So where I'm coming from is the whole part of prototyping, which is an essential step in the design process. And it's, it's the most powerful part of design as well after uh, research. So let's say we are done with the user research, we are done the requirement gathering, we have understood uh, you know, the context of use, we are seeing how they're going to uh, use the learning services that we give to them. And we have a fair understanding of what content has to be going into the, in, into the learning module so that they are benefited really well. So what is very important is when we are in the whole design phase where we are thinking of solutions on, you know, how our learning has to be delivered, what has to go in terms of the delivery. It's very important that we do a lot of design prototyping and do a lot of user testing at that level, even before we build anything formally and then test it with end users to understand as much as possible on how fit our solution is, you know, how effective the mode of delivery is going to be and whatnot. So what helps really well in that stage is that when you try to test and measure the uh, potential user experience that you're trying to weave, 
you can do a lot of changes with the design phase and do a lot of iterations, which saves a lot of cost, which otherwise is going to be a very high when we make mistakes after delivery and we try to repair things. So prototyping is a very powerful and fundamental part of design of the design process itself, which plays a very big role when it comes to measuring uh, UX success way before you go live. In the IT terms, it, it's testing even before you write a piece of. So on uh, measuring UX, uh, I'll quickly touch upon some techniques, right? So uh, in a lot of cases, a lot of teams think that uh, user feedback as a very important uh, stage, as an important technique, which it definitely is. Feedback is very important and it's an integral part of measuring and it's a great channel to get inputs. But in most cases, uh, feedback alone should not be our only mechanism. So that's a best practice so that I would advise the team because in the end, Feedback can always be a mix of constructive ideas, opinions, you know, what people think and, you know, what are their feelings towards what they see. Where it gets very important is when we say measurement, uh, we are already talking about data, right? We need to put the necessary sensors in place to really uh, be data driven to understand whether something is currently successful or is it even going to be successful. For example, there is something called card sorting and you have user interviews and there is a technique called heuristic evaluation and you can also do usability studies so i'll just quickly go one by one uh, uh, in, you know with a very short intro to what the technique does so what card sorting does is uh, basically uh, it's a technique in the design toolkit that tries to understand how people perceive information so how the technique usually goes there are a lot of types of card sorting i'll just try to say what it does in general so what card sorting does is uh, users are provided with uh, pieces of information and uh, it's an exercise where you work with users and uh, you ask them to arrange those pieces of information. And the typical example where card sorting plays a common role and, uh, is uh, in the in the e-commerce sector where if you pick up anything like Amazon or Flipkart and as as you see when you open their you know site navigation or the main navigation you see a lot of categories of information right so you have appliances uh, you've got uh, clothing fashion and then you've got uh, groceries and gifts and whatnot now uh, what card sorting does it it tries to uh, enable people to pick out through arranging pieces of information so basically they are given with cards of uh, labels and they're asked to arrange it in a certain group that makes sense to them now, a, a simple example that explains why this uh, technique helps a lot is, for example, you might uh, put, you know, pens and pencils under stationery, while I might put it under writing supplies, and somebody else might put it under uh, school supplies, right? So, uh, users perceive information in very different ways, and uh, the mind, interestingly, tries to group in a lot of uh, ways uh, based on how it tries to connect. So that is about card sorting where uh, it talks through how people perceive information and uh, user interviews again uh, you know are a, a pretty common uh, technique where it's generative it can be generative as well as evaluative so you can talk to people to understand how did how did they start using the learning uh, the learning modules or the learning service you could ask them to walk through where they got stuck or what could have been better so it, it could be a mix of feedback and uh, you know asking them to talk through certain scenarios and you could even ask them to walk through uh, when was when was the last time they used the learning service and how did they use it so each technique can uh, give a very different set of uh, insights heuristic evaluation is uh, another technique where 
uh, you take your uh, ideas or uh, you know design prototypes of let's say let's say we are building a course module for our plant engineer and let's say you made a choice to uh, build it on a tablet uh, interface now you take that prototype to an expert you allow the expert to go through take a critique and evaluate the prototype uh, against a set of general interface design practices or we call it heuristics so there are a lot of usability principles on top of which these heuristics can be built so for example uh, you know uh, does the system uh, you know resonate with the real world scenarios you know are the controls really accessible to the users you can define a lot of these uh, scenarios for example you shouldn't accidentally touch somewhere and then the code just spits out of nowhere and then you're lost track so these are fundamental mistakes that uh, on the interface experience that needs to be avoided so where uh, heuristic evaluation helps is uh, to to avoid the obvious and the last part is around uh, usability studies in under laboratory conditions so you can invite users to to a lab setup there are ways in which uh, you can set up a usability lab uh, you know for example uh, techniques around eye tracking so for example if let's let's take a take a scenario where you got a learning module uh, which has got a primary learning interface at the same time there are something that you are providing in terms of you know contextual courses or courses uh, your colleagues have taken and things like that and that people are not paying attention to that part at all right so let's say we need to understand what is going wrong there is the content irrelevant or uh, are people finding finding it uh, interfering or is it is it more of noise what's going on so uh, a usability study uh, tries to explain us or, or gives us uh, insights or data around uh, how fit is it to use okay so we can get a lot of data on what is going on when people don't want to use something and and vice versa so what are the ho- what are the heavy hotspots where a lot of uh, attraction is going or a lot of uh, uh, you know uh, there's a lot of visual footfall going into it so these are just couple of techniques where we can measure uh, ux success and uh, uh, in the design prototyping phase so that it doesn't always need to be over to the end and the earlier do you do the measurement part the more uh, you know cost effective and the more iteration can happen at the very beginning interesting point that you're saying which measuring even before we start building prototyping is actually the way forward prototypes should actually be tested on end users and not by stakeholders also feedback is important but feedback alone doesn't always work we should focus on other methods like card sorting and heuristics to get more balanced data to measure the success of ux with all these measures in place uh, how do we actually make user experience adoption easy when talking about uh, getting user centered adoption better in organizations and teams the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, putting learners and instructors uh, at the center so in the learning industry no matter what kind of learning products or services you build so your uh, learners and your instructors are uh, some of the key users uh, that you cater to so putting them at the center is fundamental and which will al- always mean that uh, you know your business processes uh, the decisions that you make everything is around them and this also tries to put emphasis on shifting from a very stakeholder centric uh, thinking to a user centric thinking for things ranging from you know how do you validate ideas uh, how do you come up with ideas and what ideas you pick to go ahead uh, everything should be revolving around our end users 
having said that uh, user research uh, informs uh, stakeholders on the strategy that uh, should be adopted going forward and the second thing that uh, comes to my mind when we say how do we uh, make adoption better is uh, to start establishing design teams and user research practices by that uh, what i mean is over time the organization should start considering you know a good mix of generalists and specialists among the uh, different uh, kinds of designers so you can have graphic designers interaction designers user researchers usability engineers and whatnot so getting the right mix and the kind of roles is very important so that we get to have the right person to do the right task when it comes to different aspects of design so after these what what else is very important is so how do we see design right design should be part of strategy in business not just a practice that is you know in a corner and trying to execute design so by that what i mean is design should be in cxo level conversations so uh, in, in in most of the successful organizations you typically have a chief design officer uh, trying to aim for that kind of a setup where you have a design presence at the topmost table that makes a very big difference on how the entire organization uh, can see a wider presence of a design practice and uh, you know you, you can start developing common vocabulary around things the remaining pieces are more around uh, you know how do you upskill and train the existing team right so maybe there is an organization which has got a set of graphic designers or an interface designers already working on uh, different learning systems now uh, some amount of you know sensitization some amount of uh, upskilling is needed when you really want to nurture uh, the user centric thinking among practitioners that would also apply to even product teams right product managers or developers uh, trying to get that sensitivity on being user centered in what kind of uh, uh, work that you do will make a very big difference and and the really last point that comes to my mind is uh, more around having to make the decision to invest in user research and design capability so that uh, we constantly keep understanding our end users uh, every now and then shifting from a stakeholder centric thinking to end user centric thinking will lead to a culture where we invest in user research with respect to learners and instructors this sounds more like common sense but then why don't we see hardcore user experience adoption in the learning design ecosystem so uh, when we say why organizations do not adopt uh, you know user centered thinking wholeheartedly i think the, the biggest reason according to me is uh, predominantly the design maturity and awareness of the organization is not how much it should be by that uh, the different aspects that i refer to here is common common conditions that are prevalent in different organizations is a uh, design is usually seen as an interface design capability and more or on you know aesthetics and uh, uh, those parts of the tool and trade while definitely designers have a very very big role to play uh, in creating those interfaces where things are lost is design not being seen as a problem solving capability and just seen as an execution design execution capability the second uh, you know reason why it can usually go wrong is where typically you know product management uh, fails to understand design right and uh, they don't understand how to work with designers so basically product management should uh, uh, try to find out ways in which they can work well with designers so that doesn't mean that product managers need to jump in you know and uh, start designing themselves but more of trying to understand how they can complement uh, with the roles of a designer and uh, help uh, deliver great learning experiences and 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 other uh, scenarios where uh, you know on the nitty gritty where things go wrong is where when it comes to uh, what we offer right in terms of learning services or products features and you know product requirements are usually uh, decided without design involvement that's that's a very big gap right so uh, while we say design 
supposed to be a problem solving capability which means that design is from the very beginning till the end no matter what kind of work you're doing all along the process other aspects are when we say uh, when we talk about business strategies and uh, it's usually uh, there's, there's a disconnect on uh, business strategies are not centered around users instead we constantly think of customers and stakeholders so that is one of the reasons on how a certain lens is had on top on how we see with whom are we building and you know who are whom are we seeking feedback from and how do we iterate on our solutions and like i was saying in the previous question as well failure to invest in the right design capabilities and specializations is one of the reasons because having the wrong specialist in the wrong place can uh, can cause a lot of trouble so and and you can't blame the designer at, at that front so for example if you have a graphic designer who's who's highly qualified and and seasoned in in creating communication experiences you know communication design so you can deliberately expect that specialist to take on a user centric uh, approach right away and work like a ux designer so you know th- that is where we need to try to understand what kind of team we shape up and what kind of expectations we have and i think overall uh, a lack of a strategic design mindset uh, stops a lot of organizations in in trying to understand how they can use design to you know really understand our end users and build very meaningful solutions in the learning space design is mostly seen as an interface and aesthetic capability and not as a problem solving capability industry as a whole needs to understand how to work with designers who understands ux and upskilling existing capabilities of graphic designers and elevating them to ux designers should be the order of the day to increase the organizational ux maturity overall there has been some eureka moments for me in this conversation thank you for your time ram this was ram prasad rangarajan talking to us about the importance of user experience and how can organizations take steps to become more mature in their user experience perspectives this is abhishek signing off do write to us on thinking aloud by us at gmail.com to share your feedback and what else would you like to hear from me thank you Thank you.